We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for June 28th, 2009. And I wasn't planning on doing this, but I'm going to do one more part regarding the uh, swine avian flu and the forced vaccinations. Reason being is I got a couple more stories, uh, reports this week from two different sources that were kind of cross-confirming each other that bolsters and verifies what we talked about the previous two studies and adds to it quite a bit. The first study or report is from Wayne Madsen. He's an online journal uh, contributing writers. This is June 24, 2009. It's from the Wayne Madison report. It's entitled, The Hybrid H1N1 Flu Tied to the Genetic Trigger for a Larger Mutated Version. That's the, the title here. And, uh, when we say WMR, it's the Wayne Madsen report. So, this starts out by saying, WMR previously reported on the genetic manipulation of the 1918 flu from tissue extract from an Inuit woman who died from a pandemic in Alaska. Now, well here, let me read the next sentence, I'll explain this. On May 6, Wayne Madison report reported that they had obtained information from biological researchers that the 1918 Spanish flu genetic sequences were manipulated in order to affect transmission capability. Now, what they did is they, they dug up, and this has been done, I believe, more than once, they've, they've isolated people that have died from the 1918 Spanish flu. And I talk about this in my, I have like one, I think one slide in my avian flu presentation on, um, Google and YouTube. And again, if you want to access those, just key in Dr. Scott Johnson on the um, in either Google or YouTube, and you'll find them. You should be able to find them pretty easily. But they they dug up um, people, and in this particular case, they're talking about this Inuit woman. Inuit, I believe, is an Indian tribe, like an Alaskan Indian tribe, and isolated the 1918 Spanish flu viral strain. And they have taken that and manipulated it. And um, from what they're saying here is probably uh, strengthened it. Genetically modified it, in other words. Going further with this report, it says the current H1N1 virus called the swine flu is reportedly a combination of two forms of human flu, two forms of swine flu, and um, avian or bird flu. Two biosafety laboratories have been associated with genetic reverse engineering of not only the current H1N1 swine flu strain, but also the deadly Ebola strain. Now, there, why in the world would these biosafety laboratories be genetically reverse engineering these viral strains? What's, what's the point? I mean, <laughs> what's the point of that? You know, uh, to make something more virulent, it's the only point I can really see. Why would you want to reverse engineer? You would want to. The only thing I would be concerned with is how do we kill it? So if we go further, they are the these two biosafety laboratories are the University of Wisconsin Madison and the National Microbiology Laboratory in Winnipeg, Canada. Wayne Madsen report has now learned from the virus researchers that the current H1N1 strain strongly appears to be tied to vaccinations for the seasonal form of influenza, for the flu. In other words, it's tied to the flu shots, the regular flu shots. 
the hybrid flu began in countries where seasonal vaccinations, seasonal flu vaccinations, are commonplace and where the H1N1 did not respond to the normal seasonal flu vaccination antibody, according to researchers studying the new virus. So again, they're saying that it appears as though the swine flu has actually been triggered by the regular flu shots that people routinely get. Now, I went into this in detail on the avian flu presentation I've done, um, where it was proven by the medical doctors that the thing that actually started the 1918 Spanish flu epidemic that killed at least 50 million people were the vaccinations, and the doctors reported that in their medical reports. And, and there's more information coming out about that that I see cross-confirming that you know all the time. It's it's not even, I've really never even seen any of even the mainstream debunkers try to debunk that. I've never seen it done. It, it just seems to be a foregone conclusion at this point, but it's also very suppressed. You're not going to see it. What you're going to see is they just ignore it. They act as though that information doesn't exist. The, the you know, the media, I should say. So going further, it says, what has some researchers alarmed is that the engineers of the H1N1, the swine flu, current swine flu, purposely planned to make the virus non-responsive to any available vaccine. Non-responsive. There is also suspicion, researchers, by researchers, that the uh, H1N1 vaccine under development, the, the current swine flu vaccine we're hearing about that's being under development, will actually trigger a more deadly mutated form of the virus for which the H1N1 vaccine will be ineffective. Now again, this is the, the main thing I've warned against regarding vaccinations. It's not really me warning. I'm just reporting to you what information is available and out there. That the vaccines are the very way that these things are going to be triggered. And yet they're being purported to be the saviors of humanity. On May 19th, Wayne Madsen reported, what researchers have told us is that as long as the current H1N1 can infect humans, it will not try to mutate. Even though there have been deaths from the H1N1, most of the infected are sick for up to four days. Um, However, with vaccinations, the coming vaccinations, the virus will begin to mutate in order to successfully infect human hosts. And when that happens, the newly mutated virus will become much more transmissible and more pathogenic. Pathogenic. The nightmare scenario is that the new mutated virus may take on the characteristics of H5N1 or avian flu. This is the nightmare scenario. Now again the mutated virus may take on this characteristics of H5N1. Well, H5N1 is the strain that I went on the 14-city tour about. That's the one, that's the bird flu that's gotten all the press. That's actually a lot more virulent than just regular old swine flu. And I understand this swine flu is, is a combination of swine, avian, and human, as we've stated. But the H5N1 has, you know, around a 60% kill rate. If you contract it, this swine flu doesn't even have near that type of kill rate. The, 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 the kill rate of the current swine flu, if you look at the people that have gotten it, contracted it right now, um, is not anywhere near that. So, not to say it couldn't mutate and become worse. I'm just talking about up until now. 
So if we go further, the vaccines administered for H1N1, the swine flu, these are the coming vaccinations, will be ineffective against any new strain of H5N1, which is the avian flu that we've talked about times past. And the world may face a more deadly pandemic than the current outbreak. Well, the current outbreak really, I mean, up until now, it hasn't been a gigantic deal. Although we are under a level six pandemic, according to the World Health Organization. There are scientists at the World Health Organization who are aware of this scenario, but their alarm has been suppressed by political and economic considerations. Public health officials in Brazil are reporting that the H1N1 virus is now in the process of mutating, confirming our earlier reports. So now they're saying this virus is actually mutating. A new variant of the pandemic virus is showing up in the patients in Brazil, making treatment more difficult. Now, remember, we as humans are human incubators. If you have a particular strain of uh, flu in you, and then another strain is introduced, they can conceivably cross-combine and mutate into a more highly transmissible... Let's say one's not highly transmissible, but the other is. But the one that's... Two flu strains in the body, okay? One of them is not very transmissible, but highly virulent, meaning it will kill you, like, let's say, H5N1, but it's not highly transmissible, meaning you can't give it to another person easily. Well, if, let's say, another flu strain in the body is there, like H1N1 or H3N2... Well, if those are in the body at the same time, those are much more transmissible, but they're not as virulent. Conceivably, a a human could act as a human incubator and take those two strains, combine them into a more virulent form that is actually more easily transmissible. Let's say it's easily transmissible airborne. And if you ever watch the show Outbreak... And I don't recommend watching it because they cuss a lot in it, unless you can get the one that, where they've eliminated all the cuss words. I think it had Dustin Hoffman in it. That whole show was essentially about this exact scenario that I just said. Now remember, Hollywood always always telegraphs their punches. okay? And there's been a ton of shows out there that have telegraphed this whole, played the whole pandemic, um, wiping out the planet card. Way too numerous to mention. I've got into these in previous newsletters I've put out and things like that. In that particular show and outbreak, there was a very virulent strain, but it was transmissible, I believe, at one point only by contact. Like, um, you know, you had to actually have physical contact with a person. And then there was at one point in the movie a guy that had contracted it went into a movie theater, and all of a sudden, this virus, which was highly virulent but not easily transmissible, mutated, and it went airborne. And that was the turning point of the whole show, when it turned into a full-blown pandemic. And eventually, what ended up happening is, they, they, they graphically illustrate this, it was a really good illustration, he goes into this movie theater, and he's sitting there, and at up until that point, this virus had only been, you had to have physical contact. But at this point, it showed him sneezing. And it showed all the little particles that he sneezed out going into the air. And then it showed those particles going into other people's, like, noses. They were breathing them in. 
And that was it. From that point on, it turned into a totally full-blown pandemic. And at that point, that virus was so virulent that it had like a 100% kill rate. Okay, so again, his body had acted as, an, as a human incubator to make this change possible. So anyway, that's the scenario that, that we're talking about here. They're saying in Brazil right now that uh, they're reporting that the H1N1 virus is now in the process of mutating. Confirming our earlier reports, the new variant of the pandemic virus is showing up in patients in Brazil, making treatment more difficult. Now, we're not going to hear about this because, you know, Michael Jackson died this week. So we've got to have that on the TV 24-7 to occupy us. Farrah Fawcett, too. And, you know, we've got to have... Oh, John and Kate Plus 8. Sorry, I forgot to mention them. They're, they're in the, the throes of the uh, separation divorce debacle. So we, those are the, those are the really important things we need to be keen on. And I know I probably shouldn't be doing this report because those totally overshadow this, right? I mean, you know, I'm sorry, a little sarcastic there. Anyway, um, but seriously though, that's all you're seeing on the TV right now. It's all you're seeing. And Obama's doing all kind of stuff behind closed doors and, and, (laughs) you know, we've got this potential Korean uh, nuclear conflict. Really not a whole lot's been said about this. I mean, they threatened to bomb Hawaii. They threatened to nuke Hawaii, and there's hardly been anything said about it on the news. We've got the impending stuff in Iran. Now, I know they've said a lot of stuff about Iran, but there's just a lot of things going on on the world scene right now, including what we're talking about today. You know, But it's being totally eclipsed and overshadowed by all these other things that I mentioned. Nonsense. Going further, on May 13, 2009, Wayne Madison reports said, because of the rapid mutation of the virus and the fact that unlike the 1918 Spanish flu, rapid global transportation is now the norm. Now, if you go and you watch my presentation, I'm going to take you through this one by one. Why is the potential for a pandemic now much greater than it was in 1918? Well, one is transportation. We've got planes now. We didn't have that in 1918, where you could just jump on a plane and get to one side of of the country readily and easily. I mean, it wasn't, you know like it is now, at all. We have, the demographics are different. We have more people on the earth, about 4 more, 4.5 more billion than in 1918, which was around 2 billion, I believe. So we've got 4.5 billion now. We've got them in closer proximity to one another, whereas in 1918, things tended to be more rural. So when you have people more scrunched together, we also have an old, a more elderly population that have lower immune systems. Hey, they want to kill them off anyway because they view them as useless eaters, the, the global elite. We also have people with more highly compromised immune systems because of all the vaccinations and all the poisons in them and all the chemtrails they're spraying us with that has aluminum, and which causes Alzheimer's, and then ethylene dibromide, which is an additive and unleaded fuel. It's cancer-causing. And the barium in the chemtrails, that's also a highly toxic chemical, and they've isolated all kind of biological materials in the chemtrails as well. Then you have all the stuff they're doing to the, the food supply, the additives, the preservatives, the pesticides, the fungicides, all that stuff. Then you have all the stuff, how they're tainting the water system, chlorine, fluoride, you know, total, uh, totally devastating to our systems in a lot of different ways. I don't, I don't have time to get into all that today. But you've got that dynamic going on today. You didn't have that dynamic going on in 1918. We're much more primed, okay, and um, so there's a lot of things that where this could be a lot more deadly than it was back then, in other words. 
ending this report. It says, scientists are predicting that the molecular clock of the H1N1 swine flu virus, coupled with modern transportation, means that almost all the countries in the world will experience an H1N1 outbreak within the next few months. But really, what he's talking about is an H1N1 mutated version. And um, let's go further with this. This is a this is from June 25th, and it's entitled, Journalist Files Charges Against the World Health Organization and the United Nations for Bioterrorism and Intent to Commit Mass Murder. This is by Barbara Minton. She's a nat- natural health editor. Hey, God bless this lady. We need to pray for her. And, and anybody bringing this truth out, regardless of if they're a Christian or not, I am always on the side of truth. Okay, And not to say God can't use that person and that person couldn't get ultimately get saved. These people need to be prayed for uh, because they are really trying to put the truth out there. And again, the truth is pretty apparent. What this lady did is she just tied it all together. This is from Natural News. Um, they, it starts out by saying, as the anticipated July release date, remember, the July release date for Baxter's H1N1, Flu pandemic vaccine approaches. Now remember, did you know that? Baxter, this pharmaceutical company, has a proposed July release date for the H1N1 swine flu pandemic flu vaccine. It's approaching. Okay, we're right now we're at the end of June. An an Austrian investigative journalist is warning the world that the greatest crime in the history of humanity is underway. That's a pretty strong statement. The greatest crime in the history of humanity is underway. Well, it has the potential to kill more people than anything that's ever been per- uh, perpetrated on the planet, I believe is why she's saying that. Jane Bergermeister has recently filed criminal charges with the FBI, which is a joke. Why would she do it? Oof. The FBI is part of the system, okay, in other words. But anyway, she has recently filed criminal charges with the FBI against the World Health Organization and the UN. And several of the highest ranking government and corporate officials concerning bioterrorism and attempts to commit mass murder. She has also prepared an injunction against forced vaccination, which is being filed in America. So in other words, it's, it's a foregone conclusion. A lot of people are knowing about the, their, their attempts to force vaccinate us all when this goes down. Okay? This is not something... This is, again, I really believe the Lord had me go on that tour four years ago for what we're seeing come to fruition today to warn people, I didn't think we had four years. I didn't think we had a year when I did that tour. But this is all coming to pass, just as the my presentation predicted, and I really believe the Lord led me to that information. I'm not going to take credit for any of it. But it took me about seven months to put that PowerPoint presentation together, about 150 slides about seven months. I worked on that thing a long... I don't have time to do that anymore because of the ministry. It's just... I don't have time to speak anymore, hardly, and I don't have time to do those types of PowerPoint presentations. Just don't don't have it available. I have to just to kind of do this week to week. I'm, I'm too deluged with emails and questions and things like that. Uh, unless I just start ignoring everyone's emails, I don't have time to do the other. And, um, you know, I just don't feel as though I need to do that. I don't want to do that. Um, I'm just being bombarded, I guess. But again, I, I've, I've, uh, I went into that in the presentation that I did. You can go watch that online. 
And uh, that's all coming to pass. Pretty much the same way that that um, was was shown to you in the presentation. So this goes on to say, it says she has prepared an injunction against forced vaccination, which is being filed in America. These actions follow her charges filed in April against Baxter AG, which is this pharmaceutical vaccination company, and Avir Green Hills Biotechnology of Austria for producing contaminated bird flu vaccine, alleging this was a deliberate act to cause profit from a pandemic. Now, we talked about the Baxter thing last week in the, in the last study, okay, where they had come out with this vaccine that was tainted with the bird flu, the H5N1 bird flu, not the swine flu that we're hearing about now. That happened back in May. And then now we're hearing all about the swine flu. Now, isn't it kind of funny that Baxter, which is the company that got caught putting all this bird flu and contaminating their vaccinations with this bird flu, is the same company that's preparing the vaccinations for the coming swine flu. Why in the world would you have the same company that just made this unbelievable blunder? And it's not a blunder. It's all by design. And we're going we're gonna to talk about it. We talked about it last week. There's no way, according to their biosafety protocols, that that could have happened by accident. There is no way. It is an impossibility. Biosafety level three. We talked about it last week. Talk about the fox guarding the hen house. So, well, you know, we need to give them another chance. I mean, you know, I understand they contaminated that batch with, like, you know, all this bird flu, H5N1, you know. it's But, you know, come on, let's bygones be bygones, and, and let's give them another chance. They're good guys over there. Baxter, you know. So now here's a summary of the claims and allegations filed with the FBI in Austria on June 10, 2009. In her charges, Burgermeister presents evidence of the acts of bioterrorism that is in violation of the U.S. law by a group of operating within the U.S. under the direction of the international bankers. Remember, they're the ones that really control everything. In the Illuminati, the international bankers, the 13 families that control and run the earth, Rothschilds being at the top, the international bankers who control the Federal Reserve, you know, that privately owned banking institution they own, the federal there's nothing federal about it, but anyway. As well as the World Health Organization, the UN, and NATO. The bioterrorism is for the purpose of carrying out mass genocide against the U.S. population by use of a genetically engineered flu pandemic virus with the intent of causing death. This lady is not beating around the bush. Uh, this group has annexed high government U.S. offices in the United States. Specific evidence is presented that the defendants, Barack Obama, President of the United States, David Nabarro, who I talked a lot about in my avian flu presentation, who is the U.N. System Coordinator for Influenza, David Nabarro, Margaret Chan, Director General of the World Health Organization, Catherine Sibilis, Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services, Janet Napolitano, yeah, Napolitano, Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, and David D. Rothschild, banker, and David Rockefeller, banker, among others, are part of an international corporate criminal syndicate 
which has developed, produced, stockpiled, and employed biological weapons to eliminate the population of the United States and other countries for financial and political gain. Pretty much in your face. I'm, I haven't heard anything this heavy duty filed against, you know, this high a level of people in government ever. I mean, not, not, not that's went this far in mainstream. This is being reported by a lot of different uh, alternate news medias. And thank God, and again, the reason that I went on tour was twofold. Number one, to warn people, because that's what watchmen are supposed to do, warn them of impending. If they see the sword coming to the city, they're supposed to warn the city. To warn them, but also so that people can pray about these things. Because if you're not aware of this, and you're going on your merry way, and you're not praying about it, well, how is God's hand... I mean, God typically will move on a particular thing when His saints pray about a particular issue. If you don't even know to pray about it, how in the world is the Lord... I mean, the Lord can do whatever He wants. But this is why the Bible talks about being destroyed for lack of knowledge. And as Jesus talked about, to be not deceived... These are things that are deceiving the masses, and people are being are, are being destroyed for lack of knowledge. And um, the Bible says, "The prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished." So, just some things to think about there. Going further, it says the charges contend that these defendants conspired with each other and others to devise, fund, and participate in the final phase of implementation of a covert international bioweapons program involving the pharmaceutical companies Baxter and Novartis. I mean, the fact that Baxter, who just got nailed back in May for the contaminated vaccines, the fact that they're the ones preparing the swine flu vaccine, how much more in your face can they get? It's almost like the Illuminati's back there saying, hey, I wonder if we can pull this one off. Are, they, are the sheeple people so dumbed down that we're going to be able to get away with this? Because, see, if there's enough public outcry, many times what that'll do is, is let the Illuminati know, oh, well, you know what, we can't implement this at this point. Now, I have a whole section in the Avion Flu presentation, the 16-parter up on YouTube. I have a whole section in there where I get into this, how they telegraph their punches. And if there's enough public outcry, that will typically get them to change their plans. And that was another reason I did the tour, to educate people, so that they would pray, so that there would be public outcry, so that there would be enough awareness. Darkness hates light being shed on it. Light always exposes darkness. And we as Christians are called to be salt and light to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness and to have no fellowship with them, but to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness. And it also says in that same portion of Scripture to manifest them. And then it says anything that is made manifest is light. So when you shed light on darkness, you manifest it, you reprove it, you expose it. You just don't let darkness dwell. If you let darkness dwell and you don't ever shed light on it, the darkness grows and grows and grows until it will finally overtake you. You have to shed light on things like this. And again, if you, if you were, you know, if you walked by a house and it was burning, and I, I know they use this, this analogy with salvation, 
more than any, and it should be used with the, with regarding salvation, because people that are unsaved are in a burning house. They're one heartbeat away from hell. They're hanging over an open hell, essentially, their whole life. Think about that. I mean, you really are. I mean, if you're unsaved, you're hanging over an open hell. You could plunge into that thing any second. The grim reaper could show up at your door, the death angel, and take you there. But again, you can use that analogy also in different ways where, you know, people could be in a burning house. And I, I would view this, for somebody to be ignorant of this information, as being potentially caught in a burning house where, you know, they're not aware of it, though. Let's go further. Um, these companies, Baxter and Novartis... Well, here, let me just read that last sentence again. The charges contend that the defendants conspired with each other and others to devise, fund, and participate in the final phase of the implementation of a covert international bioweapons program involving the pharmaceutical companies Baxter Novartis. They did this by bioengineering and then releasing lethal biological agents, specifically the bird flu virus and the swine flu viruses, in order to have a pretext to implement a forced mass vaccination program, which would be the means of administering a toxic biological agent to cause death and injury to the people of the United States. It, this kind of sounds like the Wayne Madsen report we just read, except we're going in more in depth. This action is direct in direct violation of the Biological Weapons Anti-Terrorism Act. Now again, and I, I get it, uh, the first slide, or the second slide, second or third, on the avian flu presentation that I do, is we're talking about the Georgia Guidestones, the, the Ten Commandments of the New Age. First commandment, reduce world population to 500 million. Okay, we're at 6.5 billion. So now we're looking at over or over 6.5 billion. So we're looking at you know over a 90% reduction in order to get to that 500 billion mark. Now, I don't think that's going to happen because that is more of a revelation type, tribulation era um, death toll. Okay, I don't think that God is going to permit a... 90 to 95% reduction of the world's population, and then we go into the tribulation. I don't think it's going to happen, but we need, these are things we do need to be praying about and educating others about and preparing ourselves. You know, my, my motto is kind of hope for the best, prepare for the worst. I mean, you know, we, we know it's going to get worse and worse going into the end times. We know evil men and seducers are going to wax, meaning grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And the, the, the Bible predicts this in, in many different places on various levels. But again, we are called to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints, to be good soldiers, to occupy till Jesus Christ comes, to reprove the unfruitful works of darkness, and to have no fellowship with them, to mark them which cause division and offenses contrary to the, to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Romans 16, 17, and 18. You could go on and on and on with these types of verses. Lest Satan get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So in other words, if we're ignorant of his devices, this is a device of Satan. That's what we're talking about today. Now, is it possible for you to be ignorant of this? If you didn't know about it, you're ignorant of it then, right? Well, then it says, lest Satan get an advantage of us. If he couldn't get an advantage of us, why does, it, why does the Bible say, lest he get an advantage? He can. If it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Is it possible for you to be 
deceived on a day-to-day basis about something? We all are. I, I find out new stuff every day I didn't know. Even after doing this for, I don't know how many years now. But just never get to the point where you think you know it all. Because when you get to that point, that's pride. Pride goeth before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. And once you get into the pride mode, God seems to shut off the putting forth of truth. The truth that you end up getting is a corrupted, it's truth mingled with lies once you let pride come in. That's what I've just observed. Happens a lot in religious circles. Oh, look at me, I'm holier than thou, I'm better than thee. And you know what? That person's one of the most deceived people on the planet. This is how a lot of cults get started in religions. You know, they think they hear from God. And what they're hearing from God is contradictory to the word of God. But that doesn't matter because they heard from God. They think. And they get off into some cult that they start or get into or whatever. So going further, Bergmeister's charges include that the Baxter AG, Austrian subsidiary of Baxter International... Okay, so Baxter AG is the Austrian subsidiary of Baxter International, which is the main parent company. That they deliberately sent out 72 kilos of live bird flu virus supplied by the World Health Organization in the winter of 2009 to 16 laboratories in four countries. Now, we reported on this in the last teaching. I don't know if it was part one or part two, but we got into this in detail. She claims this evidence offers clear proof that the pharmaceutical companies and the international governmental agencies themselves are actively engaged in producing, developing, manufacturing, and distributing biological agents classified as the most deadly bioweapons on Earth in order to trigger a pandemic and cause mass death. Oh man, I tell you what, God bless this lady and her efforts for truth. God bless her. I, I, I'm not, I don't, she's probably not saved, but I'll tell you what, she's brave. I pray to God she gets saved, and I pray to God, you know, in, in her efforts for righteousness, in, her, in the cause of righteousness, I pray God bless her in those efforts. And anyone else that, that would be trying to bring forth righteous truth, primarily, they need to be saved. But this is an amazing statement, that the government agencies are actively engaging in producing developing, manufacturing, and distributing biological agents classified as the most deadly bioweapons on Earth to trigger a massive pandemic and cause mass death. It really is that bad. It really is. Now, I'm not saying that to be doom and gloom, but it, it is. Wickedness knows... You, you can't imagine how wicked these people are. There's no way that you in your mortal mind, unless you've been in that type of darkness, could ever imagine how wicked these people are. How totally and utterly given over to Satan that they are. What did Jesus say that, regarding these types of people? Ye are of your father the devil, and of his works ye will do. He was a liar from the beginning... And he's a thief, and he comes to, you know, kill, steal, and destroy. To kill. Satan wants to kill as many people as he can. We're created in his image. It's one of the reasons he wants to kill everyone. He wants to take as many people to hell as possible. Get them off the planet. Wipe them off. And these people will view, if they were able to pull this off, 
they're, they're going to view this, and I'm not saying they are, because I don't believe they're going to be able to eliminate that much of the population. I just, and again, I, for the reasons that I stated earlier, doesn't mean we shouldn't take this very seriously, though, at the same time, in regard to our, you know, family's protection and things like this. But, I mean, it, it, it's just, it's incomprehensible to understand. You, there's no way you could ever get in their minds, nor would you want to try to get into their minds. But they really are that evil. They really, I mean, if you, if you listen to the study I did on pedophilia, these are the same people, okay? Because, as I said in that study on the pedophilia, the people at the top are the ones mostly involved in this. And this is why they've been able to get away with it and why there's been such a massive cover-up. So, if they're capable of that, they're capable of pedophilia and, and child sacrifice and these types of things, just like the Bible talks about. You know, child sacrifice and, 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 you know, passing your seed through the fire to Moloch in order to gain financial things, in order to gain favor with Satan. They're capable of that. Well, why, would it, why would you think that they wouldn't be capable of this? Let's go further. In April... In her April charges, she noted that Baxter's lab in Austria, one of the one of the supposedly most secure biosecurity labs in the world, remember that level three biosecurity clearance that you know they have to adhere to, that they did not adhere to the most basic and essential steps to keeping 72 kilos of a pathogen classified as a bioweapon secure. This is the H5N1. This is the one that I did the tour on. They they didn't. They didn't even adhere to the most basic and essential steps to keeping 72 kilos of this pathogen classified as a bioweapon. They, they, they couldn't keep that separate from all the other substances under stringent biosecurity level regu regulations. But they allowed it to be mixed with the ordinary human flu virus, and, they, and then they sent it from its facilities in off in Dano. These are cities. Remember, they sent it to 16 different laboratories in four countries. Well, we just... Oops, I mean, sorry, we, we just left this 72 kilos of H5N1. Why would they even have that? This is the stuff that's got a 60% kill rate, at least. Why would they allow that to even be made? All I can say about that, that the fact that they got caught, and the fact that this is being exposed, I don't even want to give this lady credit or Wayne Madison, or, or any of them, I want to give the credit to the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to give Him the glory, because in His mercy, I believe only through Him, and in His mercy, that this is being exposed. Like I said, when I did the tour four years ago, I didn't think we had another year left. I thought when I did the tour, it might break out at any... I mean, they did that, that show um, on the bird flu when I was on tour. You talk about telegraphing their punches... I mean, that was like, you know, they showed this little girl behind a barbed wire fence in a FEMA uh, quarantine camp. I think it's called quarantine or something like that. Well, I, I, you know, all I can say is the Lord's merciful. The Lord Jesus Christ is merciful. I believe he's the only one that's kept this back. I don't want to give man the credit. Now, he can use man. And, he's, and it appears as though he's used some unsaved people to get this truth out. I've done my little part. There's a lot of other people that have went a lot further with this. 
Now, somebody like this, I would imagine the biggest thing they could do to her, because they probably, if they killed her, then it would just strengthen and bolster her story. The biggest thing that they can do regarding this type of thing, just like 9-11, is just try to discredit anyone that would have anything to do with putting forth truth. Just discredit them. So, again, that's, that's another card they could play. In February, when a staff member at the Biotest in Czech Republic tested this material on ferrets, the ferrets died. Okay, this is this material that, um, this, uh, contaminated uh, vaccine. The incident was not followed up in any investigation from the WHO or the EU or Australian health authorities. There was no investigation of the content of the virus material. And there's no data on the genetic sequence of the virus released. So in other words, they had combined all this contaminated bird flu with this human flu, and when they tested it on ferrets, the ferrets all died, but they didn't want to take that any further. Oh, you know, those ferrets, they got their... They're, they're wimps, you know. They just died, evidently. So, going further, it said, In answer to the parliamentary questions on May 20th, the Austrian health minister, Alos Stoger, revealed that the incident had been handled not as a biosecurity lapse, as it should have been, but as an offense against the veterinary code. A veterinary doctor was sent to the lab for a brief inspection. A vet. So they sent a veterinarian in. Yes, we have this breach, you know, 72 kilos of pathogen known as a bioweapon H5N1 combined with human flu and it just happened to get in to the vaccinations. And We'll, we'll send a veterinarian in to police it. You know, he's good. Maybe he brought some puppies and kittens with him to help him inspect things, you know. Is this insanity? Going further, Bergmeister's dossier reveals that the release of the virus was to be an essential step for triggering a pandemic that would allow the WHO, the World Health Organization, to declare a level six pandemic. Now, they've already done that. It's almost as though they had this plan and they wanted to implement it, and though they got caught here, now they've implemented it with the um, H1N1. We're at a level six pandemic, although you hear nothing about it in the news. But I think why they've done it is to get us used to that, level six, and when it does mutate, through most likely scenario the vaccinations, when this last mutation occurs, and it probably already is occurring to a certain extent because we do act as human incubators, We'll be used to having that level six pandemic label. We're just going to have to ratchet it up a notch then. I mean, the, the, the whole thing with martial law then kicks in. And, you know, your right to refuse, refuse vaccination. I mean, how dare you refuse the vaccination? What, do you want everybody else to get sick? No, I just don't want to put these poisons in my body, the very thing that's going to cause it. It's funny, you know, I just don't really want that. Sorry. People are asking me all the time, well, what are you going to do? You Are you going to not... Ta- yes, I'm not going to... If they have to kill me, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I'm serious. I'm not lying about this. I'm not going to take it. So, you know, the Lord will give me the grace to do whatever I have to do. If they were to corner me or whatever, you know, I'm not going to do it. This is a witch's brew. 
And we're going to talk a little bit more about this as well. What they, you know, a lot of things that they could possibly be putting in the vaccinations, like microchips. They've got that technology right now. They've got microchips um, that can, you know, fit. Uh, that are that are much smaller than a um, a grain of salt. You could stack them literally on a grain of salt. They've got microchips that small. They've had that for years. They've they've got them now to where they're nano microchips. That's one reason not to take it. Another reason is is many of the vaccinations, and I've talked about this, are cultured from aborted babies. Cultured right off aborted babies. They're called human diploid cells. You can look it up in the PDR. And then you've got all the other things that they grow them off, like green Reese's monkey kidney tissue and chickens. And now they've come out with a vaccination, I just read the other day, regarding the swine flu, that they're growing off caterpillars. Now, you're getting their DNA. Their DNA, the, the thing that makes them what they are. The, the code that God put in our body that essentially comprises your genetics. You're injecting that straight into the bloodstream. You know, it's just not a good scenario at all. It's not a good scenario at all. How could that possibly be defiling us, is what I'm asking you. What kind of curse could we possibly be bringing on ourselves if we get a vaccination that's been cultured off an aborted baby? And then all the other witches brew things that they put in there, like mercury in the form of thimerosal and aluminum and you know, detergents that they use, the, all this stuff that they're putting, they're causing all these autoimmune reactions, causing all these autoimmune diseases. It's just kind of funny because Jesus says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Well, in Noah's day, the biggest thing that was going on is the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, they took them wise of all that they chose, and in those days were giants, the woman bore them giants, these fallen angels, and uh, I've done several studies on this. Just key in Nephilim, N-E-P-H. Just key in part of the word, N-E-P-H, in my search box on my homepage, and you'll find all the... So please don't, don't email me telling me it was the godly line of Seth that was this, because that's... I prove that that's totally ridiculous assumption, assertion, and I can prove it biblically that it is. You look at how the term sons of God was used in the Old Testament. It was only used in reference to angels. Good angels at the time, but they were in the process of falling. The sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair. This is in the process of them falling, becoming fallen angels. Easily provable. Just go to the book of Job and see how the sons of God is used in that context. Remember, the Bible says comparing scripture with scripture. To study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, 2 Timothy 2.15. So these are things we need to do. Line upon line, precept upon precept, comparing these things. So anyway, uh, it's just kind of funny that what they had done in Noah's day was defile the seed. Remember, what Satan was trying to do has always tried to do is he's always tried to corrupt the human seed line. God even predicted um, in Genesis where he pronounced judgment on Eve and the serpent. He says, I will bring enmity between thy seed and her seed. 
okay? It's always like he's trying to corrupt the seed line. In Noah's day, he had done such a brilliant job that there was only eight people on the planet that hadn't been corrupted. Or at least, I'm pretty sure all eight weren't, but there might have been somebody on the ark that might have been corrupt. Who knows? Might have been one of Noah's wives. Not Noah's wives, but Ham, Shep, or Japheth. Who knows? It's hard to be dogmatic about that one. But he had done such a brilliant job that he had to wipe the whole planet out and start over. Why? Because I believe the seed had been corrupted on planet Earth. And could this be part of the motivation for them wanting to put these vaccinations in us to corrupt our DNA? And I'm not saying it's going to make somebody that's saved be unsaved if you take a vaccination. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if you can corrupt our genetics and you can corrupt what God made us to be, it's not going to help things, that's for sure. So in other words, that's just, that's just another thing to think about regarding the vaccination issue. So going further, um, Bergmeister's dossier reveals that the release of the virus was to be an essential step for triggering a pandemic that would allow the WHO to declare a level 6 pandemic. She lists the laws and decrees that would allow the UN and the WHO to take over the United States Remember, the United Nations and the World Health Organization, they take over in one of these health emergencies. And in the event of a pandemic, in addition, legislation requiring compliance with mandatory vaccinations would be put into force in the U.S. under conditions of a pandemic declaration. She charges that the entire swine flu pandemic business is is premised on the massive lie that there is no natural virus out there that poses a threat to the population. It's true. This has all been genetically created. She presents evidence leading to the belief that the bird flu and the swine flu viruses have in fact been bioengineered in laboratories using funding supplied by the World Health Organization and other governmental agencies, among others. You just can't have the current swine flu where you've got swine, human, and avian all combining. It's, it's bioengineered. It was done in a laboratory. But that's just totally overlooked by the press. The swine flu is a hybrid part of part swine, part human, part bird, something that can only come from laboratories, according to many experts. The WHO's claim that the swine flu is spreading and a pandemic must be declared ignores the fundamental causes. The viruses that were released were created and released with the help of the WHO, and the WHO is overwhelmingly responsible for the p- pandemic in the first place. The real criminals are these people in the WHO, the UN, the people at the very highest levels. They're the criminals. But they're going to point to the vaccinations and the drugs like Tamiflu and that as being the saviors of humanity. The very things that are going to most likely spread it and propagate it. Also, we have the chemtrail angle too because they can spray us. It's another way they can get to us. And I got into that on the second avian flu teaching I did. No, I think that's on the first one as well. Yeah, because I've got two avian flu presentations up there. One's a more concise version, and one's a bigger one, the 16-parter, if you want to get everything in. You can look at that one. Going further, in addition, the symptoms of the supposed swine flu are indistinguishable from the regular flu, the initial symptoms or from the common cold. The swine flu does not cause death any more often than the regular, regular flu causes death. Well, that's debatable because um, of some factors. 
Okay, so going further, Bergmeister notes that the figures for deaths reported for the swine flu are inconsistent and that there's no clarity as to how the number of deaths have been documented. Again, if the swine flu were to mutate in somebody, that's in a whole other deal, though. Now, I got this email the other day. And again, I can't... I've gotten several of these emails, and I put them out on my health newsletter that I put out for free. If you want to subscribe, just email me. My email address is on the homepage of the Sermon Audio. Um, it just has to be either on the health or the Christian-oriented. I would advise you get on both because I get into issues that are very important. But I've gotten several emails from people that a lot, of, most of them have chosen to remain anonymous regarding this issue on the avian flu. And this is from Central Florida. Her, um, it's a RN. She says she's an RN, registered nurse from Central Florida. And the email address, which I responded back to, which I didn't understand at first, is it's not going to give it <laughs> at, at rn.com. In other words, she's not going to give her email address to me. <laughs> Which is fine. That's that's fine. Um, uh, I, I I tried to email her back, and, and then I real and then it came right back to me. I says, "Ah, that's probably why." <laughs> so anyway, the message was: we now have swine flu. We now have a swine flu infected doctor. He in, intubated the patient on the vent, meaning he intubated, meaning he put the the tube, um, which causes helps you to breathe. This is like in respiratory therapy, they intubate patients. He intubated patients on the vent. We have an RN on the vent that was now involved with the patient. So in other words, a patient came in, he infected the doctor, he infected the another RN who's, who is now, um, the doctor's infected, the RN's infected. Uh, now she is positive for swine flu. There are a total of four patients on vents, very critical. Now, I just got this the other day. So, I don't really know how critical. Remember, it said in the last report that in Brazil, they're having mutated versions already. The extent to which this virus can mutate in the body is yet to be seen. If this virus starts to rapidly mutate, and then all of a sudden they come out with the vaccinations from Baxter, I mean, who wouldn't trust Baxter? And they start chemtrailing us at the same time. Woo! That is worst case scenario right there. That is global pandemic on a scale that none of us have ever seen. Because there's very few people that ever ever lived in 1918 that are still alive today. Going further, there is no pandemic potential unless mass vaccinations are carried out to weaponize the flu under the guise of protecting the population. Remember, they already did this once in 1918, and it started in the medical uh, military camps, Camp Funston, like Fort Riley. That was where it pretty much started, and I get into that on the presentation. There are reasonable grounds for believing that the mandatory vaccines will be purposely contaminated with with diseases that are specifically designed... To cause death. And they're going to be contaminated with diseases and who knows what else. And again, I already talked about all the other stuff they use in the vaccination industry. It's like a witch's brew. Literally, it is a witch's brew. And I did a whole study on the subject of pharmacia. Where we, and I have two separate studies on vaccinations that I did where we talk about this witch's brew. And I really do believe it's, it's being put here to defile humanity from a physical and both spiritual standpoint. 
Because again, you take a vaccination that's been cultured off an aborted baby, you can't tell me that's not going to affect you spiritually. Or what kind of curse you may be bringing upon yourself. Saved or unsaved, it's still not a good thing. Reference is made to a licensed Novartis bird flu vaccine that killed 21 homeless people in Poland in the summer of 2008 and had its primary outcome measure as an adverse events rate, thereby meeting the U.S. government's own definition of a bioweapon, which is a biological agent designed to cause an adverse events rate with a delivery system being injection. She alleges that the same complex of international pharmaceutical companies and international governmental agencies that have developed and released pandemic material have positioned themselves to profit from triggering the pandemic with contracts to supply vaccines. So let me read that again. She alleges the same complex of international pharmaceutical companies and governmental agencies that have developed and released pandemic material have actually positioned themselves to profit from triggering the pandemic with the contracts to supply the very vaccines. Again, it's the fox guarding the hen house. It's the murderers that are actually going to be giving you the their, their remedy, is what she's saying here, what it sounds like to me. Media controlled by this group that engineered the swine flu agenda is spreading misinformation to lull the people of the United States into taking the dangerous vaccine. The people of the U.S. will suffer substantial and irreparable harm and injury if they are forced to take this unproven vaccine without their consent in accordance with the Model State Emergency Health Powers Act, the National Emergency Act, National Security Presidential Directive, NSPD-51, Homeland Security Presidential Directive, HSPD-20, and the International Partnership on Avion and Human, on Avion and Pandemic Influenza. So, again, these are, these are things that would potentially force us, these are all governmental directives that would potentially force us to take these vaccines as though we have no right over our own body anymore. In the U.S., since 2008, Burgermeister charges that those named in her allegations have implemented new and or accelerated the implementation of laws and regulations designed to strip the citizens of the U.S. of their lawful constitutional rights to refuse an injection. Uh, you don't have a right over your own body or family's body is what it's saying. These people, and again, this is why I did the study on Psalm 64. You know, that's why I talked about imprecatory prayers, that God would judge wickedness. When God judges wickedness, there's always a positive outcome. Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Okay? That's Psalm 64, the start of it. You're asking God to hide you from the secret counsel of the wicked. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. These are, you know, Psalm 91. Uh, the Bible talks about, Jesus said, pray that you be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth world. It's a matter of being accounted worthy as well. Um, for the, and, and having faith to believe he can protect you of these from these things that are coming. It always boils back to faith. But um, if you want to access that teaching on Psalm 64, just key in Psalm or Psalm 64 or imprecatory in the keyword search box on my homepage. Going further... <clears throat> These people have created or allowed provisions to remain in place that make it criminal 
make it a criminal act to refuse to take an injection against the pandemic viruses. <sighs> They're the criminals. They're the criminals, not, not us. They have imposed other excessive and cruel penalties, such as imprisonment and or quarantine in FEMA camps, while barring the citizens of the U.S. from claiming compensation from injury or death from the forced injections. Now, again, you've probably heard about the red and the blue list and these things, and the red list is... Now, wouldn't this be a perfect opportunity for them to implement that whole red and blue list pickup? Where they come and, you know, they take you forcibly from your house. Oh, he, he refused to take the vaccine. Even if the guy or family didn't refuse it, if you're on that list, wouldn't this be the perfect opportunity for them to come pick you up? Now, do you believe God can protect you? Do you believe that God, you could have an army outside your front door and God can still protect you? You need to have that kind of faith going into the times we're moving into. Now, I understand the Bible, the prudent man foreseeth the evil one hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. But the Lord can hide you. He can protect you in whatever situation that you're in. But you do need to have the faith to believe that and to appropriate that. Because if you don't have faith, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we, we need to have this faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if your faith is small, read the word of God, listen to it, it's a faith builder. And believe what you're hearing. Just count it as done. Lay hold of these verses that you hear. The promises in the Word of God. Lay hold of them. So going further, they have imposed other excessive cruel penalties, uh, such as imprisonment or quarantine of FEMA camps, barring the citizens of the U.S. from claiming compensation from injury or death from force. See, they've already got that legislation in place, too, that you wouldn't be able to turn around and sue any of these companies for all deaths that are going to occur. No, you can't do that. That's already in place. I reported that four years ago. This is a violation of the laws governing federal corruption and the abuse of office, as well as the Constitution and Bill of Rights. Through these actions, the named defendants have laid the groundwork for mass genocide. Using the swine flu as a pretext, the defendants have pre-planned the mass murder of the U.S. population by means of forced vaccination. They have installed an extensive network of FEMA concentration camps and identified mass grave sites, and they have been involved in devising and implementing a scheme to hand power over from the United States to the International Crime Syndicate that uses the United Nations and the World Health Organization as a front for illegal racketeering, influenced organized crime activities in the violation of the laws that govern treason. Now, can you imagine during the midst of this if we also had, like, let's say, World War III going on? And then guess what? Guess who pops up at the end of that whole scenario? Against, in, in the midst of all this chaos and death. Wow, here comes the Antichrist and his false prophet. To bring peace. We've talked about this many times. Um, Kian just Maitreya, M-A-I-T, in the keyword search box on my homepage to learn more about that scenario. So going further, she further charges that the complex of pharmaceutical companies consisting of Baxter, Novartis, and Sanofi Aventis are part of a foreign-based, dual-purpose bioweapons program financed by this international crime syndicate and designed to implement mass murder to reduce the world's population 
buy more than $5 billion in the next 10 years. Their plan is to spread terror, to justify forcing people to give up their rights, and to force mass quarantine in the FEMA camps. The houses, companies, and farms, and lands of those who are killed will be up for grabs by the syndicate. By eliminating the population of North America, the international elite gain access to the region's natural resources, such as water, undeveloped oil lands, and by eliminating the U.S. and its demographic constitution, by uh, under the North American Union, the international crime group will have total control over North America. The complete dossier of the June 10th action is a 69-page document presenting evidence to substantiate all charges. And again... I'll read a couple of these charges. Uh, a lot of this is rehashing what we already talked about. Uh, the scientific evidence that the swine flu was the bio- bioengineer to resemble the Spanish flu virus of 1918, um, including quotes from the swine flu 2009, is weaponized by the PhD. Uh, his last name is Ott. Evidence as to the involvement of President Obama that delineates his trip to Mexico, which coincided with the recent swine flu outbreak and the death of several officials involved in this trip. Contention is made that the President was never tested for the swine flu because he had been given the antidote. Evidence that Baxter, who is the pharmaceutical company, is an element in a covert bioweapons network, uh, that they they contaminated the vaccine material, that Novartis is using vaccines as bioweapons. It goes on and on and on and on. Evidence vaccinations caused the, the Spanish flu of 1918, including the belief of jock Dr. Jerry Tennant that the widespread use of aspirin during that winter that followed the end of World War I, because remember, this is what essentially ended World War I. It had a lot to do with ending World War I, was the Spanish flu of 1918-1919. You had 50 million people dying, you know. But they, the widespread use of aspirin in the vaccinations during that winter that followed the end of World War I could have been a key factor contributing to the earlier pandemic by suppressing the immune system and lowering body temperature, allowing the flu virus to multiply. Well, what do you mean? Causing aspirin causes the immune system to to lower and, and for fevers to lower? Yeah. Well, isn't that good? No, it's not. Aspirin lowers fevers. See, fevers are viewed as these evil terrible things that happen. Fevers are the way that God, the mechanism by which God instituted into our bodies in order to kill infections. Viruses and and bacteria and things like this do not live or do well in an elevated body temperature. The body temperature of 98.6, once it elevates beyond that point, the heat that is produced in a fever kills the bacteria and the viruses and things of this nature. It's well known. But see, again, we've been brainwashed. If you have a fever, you've got to lower it. Well, okay, I understand. If the fever's above 104, 105 for extended length of time, I understand lowering it somewhat. But the fever is the very way by where we get better. Now, granted, it's not the only way. There's certain things you can supply to the immune system. You know, trace minerals, vitamin C, things like this, the silver that we talk about. But um, it's it's interesting that that he said that that the aspirin, really in combination with the vaccinations, 
were actually allowing the flu virus to multiply. Tamiflu and Relenza also lower body, body temperatures. Now, Tamiflu, I've already proved this in the... It's not me, it's what the uh, health experts that have used Tamiflu for the H5N1, which, remember, has about a 60% kill rate, they've said unequivocally that Tamiflu is worthless at treating H5N1. Worthless. It's going to be part of the scenario that allows these things to multiply. It's going to keep the temperature lower, allowing the viruses to multiply more readily. And, but they make they, they come out smelling like a rose both ways. They, they look like they're giving you something to help you. Oh, it's too bad it didn't. But it's multiplying it, plus they're making money. Going further, evidence that the weaponized flu was discussed at the annual Bilderberg meeting in Athens from May 14th to 17th, 2009, as part of their agenda of genocide, including a list of attendees who, according to the statement once made by Pierre Trudeau, view themselves as genetically superior to the rest of humanity. Well, the Illuminati believes that. These people at the upper, you know, they're, they're superior to us. And that's why we have to be eliminated. So, Jane Burgermeister is a dual Irish-Austrian who has written for Nature, the British Medical Journal, and American Prospect. She is a European correspondent of the Renewable Energy World website. Uh, so, in her view, control of the media by the ruling elite has allowed the World Crime Syndicate to further its agenda unabated while the rest of the world remain in the dark about what is really going on. Her charges are an attempt to get around the media control and bring the truth to light. Her greatest concern that is in spec in in spite of the fact that Baxter's, Baxter has been caught red-handed nearly triggering the pandemic, this was from the contaminated vaccines that we talked about earlier, that they are also moving ahead together with allied pharma companies with supplying the vaccines for the pandemics. This is insane. Baxter is hurrying to get this vaccine to market sometime in July. Like, we would trust Baxter. Of all companies that were just caught red-handed, but, you know, again, we got to give them another chance. Deep down, they're good guys. Remember. Just kidding. Sorry. Anyway, that's the end of this particular study. I may be doing, who knows, if I get deluged with more new information, I'll try to do studies probably ongoing uh, regarding the subject. Um, but we're going to go ahead and end there for now, and I'm going to go back to the Hebrew Roots study um, and continue on with that as well. So God bless you, and we'll see you in the Hebrew Roots study.